0: No the right no, house I did it again We want to talk to Marilyn Hack
1: I'm from Canada water
0: Hello and welcome to the introductory episode of the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast, the only podcast officially endorsed by the Golden Satellite Awards before they have even listened to it. I am your host, Joe Reed. I am very, very happy to be uh, kicking off this podcast, and I'm even happier that I am doing it here with my co-host, Chris File.
1: Chris, hello. Hello. We're doing it. Uh, We are doing this. I am also very, very happy to be here. I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's time. gonna be a real good time. We can promise some good so
0: times. We can. I think it's I think it's gonna be a good year-round activity. I know when I first had the idea to do this podcast, I was like, oh, Oscar, I really want to launch it in Oscar season. And it's like, do I? Because right now, this is the time of year where everybody who's super into Oscars is gonna be like, man, there's nothing to talk about. That's um, very true. So why what what better to do with your time than to think about the old failed Oscar campaigns of old? Well, and
1: I think a lot of the movies we'll be talking about will also be proof that simply launching something in Oscar season does not um, make you worthwhile. That
0: is for sure true. Um, If the title, This Had Oscar Buzz, didn't do most of the heavy lifting for you, and maybe it did. um, Every week here on this podcast, we are going to be talking about a different movie that once upon a time had these sort of big Academy Award aspirations. And whether that's because it had the right director or the right stars or the right studio, or it was opening at the right time of year, or the subject matter was very sort of Oscar friendly, the term Oscar bait, you know, we throw that around with impunity. Nobody pays for their actions when they throw around a term like Oscar buzz. And yet, um, what does that mean? What does that mean when, you know, a movie has it? And what does that mean when a movie has that Oscar buzz and it nothing happens to it? It sort of, you know, dies on the table. And what we've been saying, Chris and I, is that, you know, we're
1: going to do the autopsy after the film's Oscar hopes have died. That is very true. Um, so how do you think we should be qualifying these movies for our listeners? Like, what would you say would make a movie that we would be talking about versus one that doesn't. Chris, I'm so glad you asked. Honestly, I'm so glad you asked. Um, Did I call them readers already? That's not going to be the last.
0: Uh, I don't know, but I do that all the time. And honestly, you know what? These listeners can read. So you know what? I'm going to call them readers. They are much farther along than Kate Winslet was in the reader, a movie that would not be considered for this hot Oscar buzz, because you know what? That movie made it. That movie got a best picture nomination and a best actress win. And, too many good things happened for that movie to be considered for this head Oscar bus. So I think remarkably
1: adjacent to a lot of the movies we'll be talking about.
0: Well, I was going to say it's sort of, that's the one that got away kind of for, uh, for something like this where it's like, it had all the makings of a big old failure and yet muscled it on through because Stephen Daldry is what magic.
1: Um, You know, that's another thing that I think is the opposite end of the coin for the type of movies we're talking about in hindsight, where it's like, if you went into the reader blind, you would have been like, well, that was something that wanted to get a bunch of Oscars and definitely did not Right. Yeah. So I think
0: it probably is best to start by explaining the origin of the Tumblr that I created called this had Oscar buzz, which was legitimately me in the middle of a work day when I was working my day job back in 20, I want to say 11. Um, and as I do, I'm sort of on social media and I'm bantering around. And I literally just had the idea to tweet, hey, remember um Revolutionary Road? Re- no, wait, Reservation Road. God, I'm already forgetting okay, so that Reservation Road, which was that movie with Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Connolly and some other people who
1: about I, dead children, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Um But I remember because, so basically my point was just like, I sometimes do these like dog whistle tweets where I'll throw it out there and I'll be like, anybody who responds to this is my kind of people. And Reservation Road was the perfect one because it's just like, A, everybody that year was like, oh yeah, it's got the stuff. Like that is the movie that, you know, if we're looking ahead, it's going to have Oscar voters sort of wrapped around its finger. That movie to me kind of epitomizes this idea. And another friend of mine, I was on Twi- I was on GChat, and um, we were just sort of talking about these movies that were like, oh my god, nobody's thought about these movies except for in the context of we once thought they were sure bets for Oscars and then they went nowhere. And so, as it was sort of the age of the single service Tumblr at the time, I like quickly like whipped one up and started just posting movie posters of all of these movies that at one time had Oscar, you know, seemingly in its sights and then it went not only just went wrong but like holy crap do we never talk about this movie anymore holy crap do we never talk about jay edgar anymore or things we lost in the fire or summersby or uh captain corelli's mandolin like all of these movies that if you just like think about them for a second it was just like wow they were such a big deal in anticipation and fizzled so completely and it's not even quite that they're this like disaster piece but it was just like wow how does a movie with that much talent just sort of like bloop like off of the radar entirely i don't know about you chris but it's like is this uh, this is a thing that you had been noticing
1: too obviously or just sort of like a fascination for you as well yeah because i mean i kind of became an oscar watcher in the like you mentioned the phrase oscar bait earlier and I kind of became an Oscar watcher in the era of it was starting to that phrase specifically was starting to be used as a pejorative against movies even before they'd come out you know you see the trailer you can hear dodgy people. Oscar buzz
0: is a phrase like hipster, where you only use it as a pejorative for something you don't like, but you would
1: never describe something positively that right, way. Right, right. Um, and, and so, there's so many movies I could probably name just from the year 2000, including one that we will be covering very soon on this podcast. Very, very soon. soon. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm also a big fan of deep cuts, and I kind of watched everything that I thought you were supposed to be watching at that age, like uh, around that era of time. I think of playing by heart, a movie that has a million people in yes! it, formerly titled dancing about architecture. It has like yes. Angelina Jolie pre Oscar in like one of her best performances. It has Jillian Anderson, Sean Connery's in this movie. You had a really good example though, from,
0: uh, from 2000 that I wanted you to mention or from 99, I guess, right? It was a 99
1: I, movie. I maybe the first time that I was ever conscious of this type of movie was Angela's ashes in 99. Yes. It be- An- Angela's ashes
0: was quite the moment because at, I, I think I mentioned this. at some one of the future episodes. We've recorded a few. Um, that I worked at the public library when I was in high school. And so I was very familiar with like the big best-selling books of that era. And Angela's Ashes, we could not keep on the shelves like that. And part of that was we were in sort of this like Irish Catholic community, but like, holy crap, was that our like most requested book of that first year that I worked at that library? And I remember being like, oh God, they're gonna make a movie out of that. That's gonna be like, you know, books are the same things as movies. <laughs> like, clearly that's gonna do as well. And, and they I, got Alan Parker because I, I read who was, in like
1: fifth grade, fifth or sixth. Ah, grade. Like, this is serious stuff. I have to read this. Of course. This very serious movie that's going to win an Oscar. So, uh, agree this. so I I succumbed to that just like the masses. Who am I to judge? Yeah.
0: Mine was, mine sort of, my touchstone for this came a little bit later. I was pro- I was certainly aware of movies that had buzz and then fizzled away, but I remember seeing in 2002, um, the four feathers. Oh God. Do you remember yes. the four feathers with Kate Hudson and Wes Bentley and, was it Casey Affleck? No. Who was the other boy? Of Heath Ledger. It was yeah, Heath yeah. Ledger and Wes Bentley and, and Kate Hudson. And it was directed by Shekhar Kapoor, who had just done um, Elizabeth. Not just, but like four years earlier, had done Elizabeth. And I remember thinking, and then I saw the movie, and I remember her being like, hmm, I don't know, like, I don't know how this thing is going to sustain this, you know, Oscar momentum that it seems to have, even though it looks, I thought, like, cinematography is beautiful. That really is the dead giveaway for the failed Oscar buzz It's just like the cinematography, honestly, was breathtaking. Um, And you don't want to talk about the acting or the story. Um, But I remember thinking that after The Four Feathers was just like, man, all of that for nothing, all of that. And then, like, nobody ever talks about thinks about anything about uh, the four feathers so I think both of us sort of have this kind of idea of if we want to put parameters on the idea of like what counts as a movie that we would consider for this podcast I think it's almost like a you know definition of pornography you know it when you see it but we're not gonna talk about a movie on here if it Got any kind of Oscar nominations in any major category, which is picture, director, any of the acting, any of the screenplay. Yeah, players. we can
1: make concession if it maybe had a below the line nomination and maybe just one or two. Like, don't we're not getting crazy here, but uh, if it won a below the line sure Oscar, right? Ridiculous. I would rather not talk about something in the guise
0: of Oscar failure. If you can be like, yeah, but it won an Oscar, like you know super fair enough like that sort of that kind of gets something off of the off of the hot seat even if you know it's something like cold mountain where like oh cold mountain was supposed to do so much better than it did and there are many ways in which you could call cold mountain a failure and yet jude law got that nomination and renee zellweger has that trophy in her home with the
1: words cold mountain on it so it has more nominations than some of the best picture nominees that year Right, right.
0: So something can seem spiritually true, and yet, like, you know, words matter. So we're going to try and follow, again, like, no one's going to throw us in jail if we bend the rules for one episode, but generally those are the guidelines we're going to go on. The definition's a little amorphous. I feel like I'm on the page, Chris is on the page, I think you listeners are all going to be on the same page. I think we're going to have a really good time. We're going to be talking about some movies you fully forgot about, some, uh, Actors and actresses we all love who have all, you know, made their mistakes. And I think it's gonna be a really good time. We're gonna remember some Oscar ephemera, which what better way to spend your morning commute is that? So uh, we hope you'll be here next week. Next week, we're going to kick off the podcast with our episode on the 2003 film Mona Lisa Smile. Chris, is there a more perfect way to kick off this podcast?
1: Um, uh, we could have taken audio files and knocked on the door in some, of some church in a ritualistic fashion the way that Mona Lisa Smile <laughs> begins. I mean, what better t- way to release it than the way that our first movie does it. But I, I don't know how we would make that work. And I'm not Julia Stiles. We're not Julia Stiles. That's the other thing we want to, you know, make clear
0: right off the top of the show. Neither one of us are Julia Stiles. In so
1: case you, any of you thought that, that, that this is what she was doing lately. If this
0: is why you're here. We you. want to direct you to other podcasts that might have better.
1: That Julia Stiles might be hosting.
0: That might better serve your needs. Um, Honestly, otherwise, everybody else, we'll see you next week. We're going to talk about Mona Lisa smile. It's going to be really fun. And um, until then, you can check out the Tumblr at this thishatoscarbuzz.tumblr.com. You can follow our Twitter account at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. You can check out me on Twitter. I'm at Joe Reed, R-E-I-D. You can also check me out every week at decider.com. Chris, what are you? Uh, what's your Twitter
1: handle? Uh, my twitter handle is my first name chris middle initial v last name file f-e-i-l you can also catch me as a contributor on the film experience and um definitely follow me on twitter all right that's us that's
0: us for this week it was just a quick little intro hopefully you've got us now subscribed in your whatever you use to listen to podcasts and you can automatically next week someday you're just gonna you know Fire up your little iPhone and it's going to be there waiting for you. Julia Roberts and a quartet of Wellesley girls ready to learn the fuck out of some art. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks.